0: Welcome to another episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we want to thank today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is I Illuminate Events. You might have seen the work of Tom, the owner and co-founder of I Illuminate Events, at the Logan Square Auditorium, lighting up the room for freelance wrestling, or at Marion Catholic High School, illuminating their gymnasium for warrior wrestling if you're looking for someone to light up your event contact tom via email at i.illuminateevents at gmail.com or you can give him a call at 224-508-6756 keep an eye out as he's launching his website soon make sure you visit at i-illuminateevents.com let him know to heels and face wrestling podcast
1: sent you now on to our episode well steve hello hi guys thanks for joining this episode to use in the face wrestling podcast woohoo thank you for having me it's well, late come back yeah late night with steve that sounds like a great show we should start there. <laughs> it is 8 55 p.m oh man <laughs> <laughs> On october 1st you had to deal with parents today Hi. every day at school my friends every day um, we had pretty much normal days, right? Chris Chris is wearing sweatpants around the yeah, office. I'm, yeah. I, I You're wearing it. a
2: hoodie, it's eighty six and muggy out. What
0: <laughs> clearly I have not <laughs> been outside. So that is why. Oh man. What are you doing? Uh, shit. Slinging Affy apples. <laughs> hey, Itel is selling them. They're selling like hotcakes.
1: Yep. Actually let's let's go to our sponsor. Uh our sponsor <laughs> this
0: is sponsored by no. Uh no, it's Itel is uh <laughs> she's selling uh Taffy apples. It's her her first fundraiser at school. Okay. So, you know Her having the debt she has. I made an audiogram.
1: Yes, with her voice. (laughs) With her voice. Yeah.
0: Um, So it's her just asking if you're interested in taffy Apples. She's got you. And reach out to her. Yeah. What grade is she in? Uh, She's in pre-K. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. That's young to trust kids with selling stuff.
3: Well,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean... Like the school got to. I would imagine they just eat all the <laughs> affy tapples by the time they get to the car. They're like, <laughs> like a buck twenty five a piece, and you can buy them individually, right?
0: Yeah, like yeah, buck twenty five. You can buy them individually, or you can buy. Uh what do they call cases of thirty six?
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. my God! Who buys a case? <laughs> hey, <people> Thirty-six <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't question it. People are buying them. I'm okay with it. Well, yeah, I'm not opposed to your kid
2: making money, but like, who needs thirty six of those? <laughs> not I. Like every not single not bite I. of one is an automatic cavity.
3: What <laughs> yeah. would you do with
2: thirty six? Spread out. You know? Yeah. Uh, put them away.
0: Go. Yeah, they got to go from the house. It can't be there. Um, yeah. They're not keto friendly, so. It's just oh, yeah. temptation there. Do you have them all in your house or not? No, no, not yet. Okay, Well eventually eventually have them all, and I have to get rid of them quickly.
1: Okay, yeah. so I already put them. We we put in our order. Yeah, as soon as I saw that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking Try forward to, say, to it. Yeah, you like? I couch. will take
2: four cases. <laughs> no, please, please do not give me four cases. It is on tables.
0: the podcast, so it's official. Four oh, cases. Man, <laughs> they're gonna be resold at
2: Warrior Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every Warrior <laughs> ticket goes up by a dollar to pay for my taffy <laughs> apple habits.
1: <laughs> Uh cool. So Warrior Wrestling 6. Yes. September 1st, 2019 is when it took place. Yes, it did. Um we were in a new space for the fan fest. Yes. How did that go? How did that turn out in your opinion? I
2: I think it went well. So so Warrior Wrestling 2, a year ago after All In, we had a predicted temperature of 75 degrees and breezy, and it was 92 and muggy. Mm. So the fan fest in the auxiliary gym was essentially a sweat oven. That murdered everyone. <laughs> and so people were just dropping like flies, and, and there was nothing we could really do for the heat. So this year, approaching it differently, we're like, all right, we don't want to roast humans. What do we do? And we kicked around a roast million humans. different ideas. And I think it was my buddy Eric who was like, what if we just did the fan fest? In the cafeteria. And it was one of those like, (laughs) your mind ideas. So we had FanFest backstage where all the wrestlers normally have their backstage space. And we just did it where the fans were back there before. And then at 6.30 or 6.40, we kicked everybody out and it became backstage again. I think it worked relatively well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a little bit more of a cramped space, but it was air conditioned. So Yeah, I think the fact that it was air conditioned
0: and it didn't feel so cramped. Where in the other space, you had more space, but it was hot.
2: So it felt like, yeah.
1: Yeah, what would you guys
2: think? I mean, you guys have done both versions. What were the pros and cons of it?
1: I liked it. I I, I liked it, I think, because the room, it was still kind of light out. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a bunch of windows. The room had windows. And I, 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 I think I had, like, higher energy because it was brighter in there. Yeah. Instead of like it was it, maybe a little dungeony feel from sure. the, from the second from gym. the nineteen fifty eight gym yeah. bricks and wood floor yeah where Coach Murray my old gym teacher yes is uh just you know r- having them they're running suicides in that gym he has they?
2: an office in the old gym his oh, I actual know. office is right off the I took wall a photo of it the first <laughs> fan fest
1: and I actually think I met him the first fan yeah. I met him again yeah
2: he was there with all yeah. his
1: kids and his wife but, yeah know. he's a great dude good dude uh really good basketball coach too yeah. Um, yeah, so I personally enjoyed it and I thought it was cool afterwards because usually like Chris and I are kind of like, we, we like watching the show in the stands, but we're also, we don't, we don't want to like, at least me, uh, maybe mm-hmm. I'm speaking for you, but at least me, we're not like pushy and like, oh, we need to be backstage or anything. But the good news is, is like, we kind of already were. Sure. So we just chilled there and watched the show. Um, yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was
0: definitely, for us, it was a different experience uh during the fat fan fest though like when we were talking to people they were you know we were recording i think you made an appearance every single time with your announcements (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh that was the one con yeah although you were just doing your job but you know what i did i did comment on it i was like at least we know what's happening because in the the gym we didn't know what was going on and now with the announcements like okay you got 10 minutes for this five minutes for that yeah yeah like People started knowing when they needed to head to the yeah. to the
2: main place.
0: We where got the to see you in health. principal mode, right? Yeah. I
2: even got to throw in my favorite part of the night, which is where I said, uh, "The guys from uh, ProWrestling.com, Doug, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Doug Enriquez and Mike Killam, please report to Mick Foley." Yes, Doug uh, Enriquez and Mike Killam, please report to Mick Foley. I'm looking forward- <laughs> favorite thing I got to say. <laughs> I'm
1: looking forward to that interview. I don't think it's out yet. It's out is, this week. It's out this week. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. I'll listen to that.
0: Um, well it'll be out because they changed their schedule now they publish on Fridays okay
1: Ooh. we don't have a schedule we're renegades yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> it comes out when it comes out I
0: mean this show happened in September 1st so yeah hey, we're, we're one month to but, the
1: date yes. we've been able to digest it it's that's why we wrote in the preview so it's yes. it's got some relevance it refreshes your memory plus a preview and we met someone from Ho- Hawaii Ooh, um, I can't remember her first name but she was hilarious okay um I told you about the guy we met from England. He wasn't on the podcast, but we also had Derek Sharp from Current Jerkers. Love, yes. love Derek. Uh, on the podcast, and we've been wanting to have him on. And then, of course, probably like Trent stopped by, I think, got we in. We finally his. had Doug. We finally had Doug. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a very successful um, in terms of like friend interviews. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Trent and I
2: actually went out to dinner last week.
1: Oh. I met my uh, rival face to face
2: over tacos. The, oh, so nice. the,
1: the only way I'm going to f- figure out. I hope I wrote down that count somewhere. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not going to scroll for hours on our timeline. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe like typing in the exact tweet in the Google and see if that comes up. Because okay. the tweet is buried right now. Yeah. And that had the latest count. So, I... You, uh, you then, know, based
0: on the date, you can then do another <laughs> count. Yeah, based yes, on the date, got the final count. from yeah. there.
1: So, uh, I have to give you a rain check on the, uh, the <laughs> data count. I, I think
2: we should keep a scoreboard somewhere. Even if it's just on a napkin that we keep in the office <laughs> <Yeah. or> somewhere <laughs> yeah.
1: so we know who's leading. <laughs> so and what did you guys talk about? Just how much you I mean, you guys, I'm sure you had yeah, to talk... Yeah, just to you guys the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of weird, actually. You had to talk
2: Impact. Trent is the we biggest. Did. Oh, my Impact. gosh. I've All never right. met more of an Impact fan than Trent, which is so They're, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've gotten to work so much with all the Impact guys as of late because so many people on our roster are Impact people. And, right. and as we mm-hmm. talked about before we went on the air when we were pseudo on the air, we're co-hosting a show with Impact on the 18th and South Bend and we're going to be part of the All Glory event on the 19th at Bourbon Street. Yep. So I've gotten to work Hand in hand with a lot of the impact people and you know trent's song his band hemi is playing the yep. song for bound for glory yes. So it has made his life and we talked a lot about kind of the the long road to getting their song They had one on rebellion in the spring and then their the big one now is the uh, the theme for bound for glory So we talked a lot about impact and where it stands going forward and the good news of them getting on access and yeah You know the, the future is bright for impact. So we geeked out Which, about that about that actually cool. debuted today, right? Yeah, tonight, though well, they were replaying Homecoming tonight, okay. then Rebellion next week, then Slammiversary, and then they go live on Access at the end of October.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I DVR'd it regardless. I set up the DVRs. So, I don't know. I'll watch it
2: tomorrow morning and, and see what I get through. But Homecoming I, was good. As I was, as, so, before I had school stuff tonight, I was by my mm-hmm. parents, and my dad's like, Impact's on tonight? I was like, watch the LAX lucha brothers match oh this is this the watch one watch cage the, morrison
0: this is not the um the jungle concrete jungle match no right no that, that was two years ago
2: yeah this is the one from january this year okay from nashville excellent show oh yeah eddie and moose one. had a great mm-hmm. hardcore match i mean it just all in all it was very very strong cool um should we
1: jump into right. the? right let's jump into let's do it let's talk warrior six warrior six uh yeah so opened up with some uh, Lucha style. I have Templario versus Soberano Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Templario being very, very strong boy. Yes. Um, a spinning tornillo was v impressive. These are <laughs> me reading my notes. I like it. I like to. I like to <laughs> breathe. Um, via Breves. Via briefs. Uh And then Soberano Jr. got the pin, delivering two, not one, scoop slam pile drivers yeah. on Templario's head. Mm-hmm. Very very hurtful, Uh, and he secured the W. Uh, It was a high pace Lucha match to start.
2: Yeah, we were we knew what we were getting when we booked that match, and we got more than we thought we were going to get. The place was they they got a standing ovation in the arena. Um, The place was you know chanting this is Lucha. It was just you know we kind of looked at each other backstage. A few of us were like, well where do we go from here? And like that, <laughs> but that's also the challenge to everybody yeah. else backstage. You know, you guys know the old Shawn Michaels story that anytime he wasn't the main event, he'd walk back through the curtain and just yell at the locker room, follow that. And that's Oh, kind I've of never what, heard that. Sorry. No, that's what Michaels used to do whenever he wasn't the main event. He'd push through Gorilla and just yell, mm-hmm. follow that to yeah. everybody else as he walked to the locker room. And... That's basically what Templario and Soberano did with that performance. They cool. started the show, and I was
0: like, "Follow that." They can't be like they're they're super nice guys. Like yes. I so I knew very little of them, you know. I know they're catching momentum down in CML, but mm-hmm. I knew very little of them, and they were just super nice guys. And yeah, like rewatching the the match tonight was like it was a pretty solid lucha match. Like yeah, yeah, like it could be anywhere in the card. And like people say, like if you're not last, you want to be first. Then mm-hmm. that was that was a really good placement. Now, at the end of this match, though, we had Heel Gringo.
2: Heel Gringo. Right. I I mean, it just makes sense that he pairs up with Adonis, right? Yep. And we'd actually talked about that uh, the prior show, Warrior 5. The Lucha Brothers were in a match, and Gringo was a little bit of Heel working with Volador, and Adonis was in a match with uh, Pat Monix. And we honestly talked about a Heel Gringo and Adonis running on the Lucha Brothers back in May, and it didn't materialize then. And as we were laying out the flow of the show this time, we just thought, as we paired up Gringo and Sam versus Pillman and Archer, we needed something to get heat. Sam's going to get heat no matter what. He's Sam. But something Mm -hmm. to get more heat on Gringo because he'd been a face for us in the past and just really flow one match into the next. So we said, you know, what if Gringo comes out, congratulates these two young luchas on a great match, and then beats the snot out of them. Yeah.
1: That's what he did. The announcer's line was, he flips more times as a person than he does in the ring. Oh, oh I didn't hear, that you line. didn't hear that line. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Was that Houseman or Bokini? I don't know. Good
2: kudos to Rich or Nick, whoever said that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I I highlighted that in my notes. I thought that was a really good line, and uh, this was some of my favorite Gringo heel work. Mm-hmm. I've seen him try before, and it felt forced because I we re- re- really like Gringo. Yes. You're naturally a fan of him, um, but I thought this was his his best like best heel stuff. Um, even when he does the the flippy thing, mm-hmm. you know, where he, the guy misses the clothesline and then he does two flips yep. and then he taunts. Yep. Right. Even that, uh, because it ward, because he was then, after he taunted, he then turned around and got surprised by Wardlow. It felt, instead yeah. of a heel, uh, instead of a face taunting, it felt braggadocious. Yes. Because he got attacked right after it. Yeah. It was, and then like, he did some begging stuff and like, it was my, gr- Gringo's improved as a heel. In my opinion, yeah. and yeah.
0: I don't know how often these guys are gonna tag together, but it's just it makes sense to put these two together, yeah. And I would have loved to see them at least have similar uh, ring gear, yeah. At least from Adonis, I know Adonis has that th- those th- that color pattern,
2: yeah. Oh, he's got it in the wardrobe, yeah. Well, yeah, Adonis has it on his ring coat, but he didn't have it on his his tights that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have that same red, white, and blue kind of splatter color. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it worked. It's two Americans who work in Mexico. And the the line is basically, why are we outsourcing lucha jobs to Mexicans <laughs> when Americans can do
1: it? It was like, oh, it was perfect, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, so they wrestled Pillman Jr. and Wardlow. Yep, um, they ended up getting the victory. Gringo mm-hmm. once again heel move hit Pillman Jr. with a chair. Yep, when the ref wasn't looking. Poor, uh, Shame on you, Nate, for not not hearing. I don't understand. the refs never hear the chair shots. Huh? You know, They're we really need to send Nate back to ref school. <laughs> um, and uh, I was gonna say, oh, I'm gonna I want to make a bold prediction. Okay, and say that Adonis will one day. Uh, I'm gonna say even make it even bolder. Adonis is going to dethrone Cage Ooh. in the future, Ooh. not even knowing anything that, it, it's, yeah. a that but, but it's a bold I, prediction. It's bold, but I could see it though. Why
2: do you say uh, that, Charlie?
1: I think that every show, mm-hmm. he could, has a claim to be the MVP of the show. I think that he's like your most consistently, probably consistently booked and consistently best performer wrestler. And Cage is a face, so why not have a heel take it off of him? Yeah, I
2: like that a lot. Um, and
1: then, and then also, like, your crowd is mostly Hispanic, mm-hmm. so yeah. he
2: gets them riled up. I, I agree with you that Sam is in contention for MVP of almost every show, and that's one of the things that... Um, you know, we, we throw a lot of stuff at the wall and try to book shows that that, that we're gonna like and that we think are gonna get over and do well. But we want to find people that we think are awesome that need a bigger platform and more focus on them. Mm-hmm. And Sam, you know, we took a chance on Sam for Warrior One. Didn't know him personally, but knew his work and thought it would fit perfectly with the storyline we were doing with Swagger and Del Rio and Ricardo, right. etc. And and I've said this before on the podcast. We were so impressed by him as a human being behind the scenes as well as being a performer. Yeah, and and. He was always a good performer. Now I think he's an excellent performer. He's gotten in ridiculous shape. His heel work is fantastic. His actual wrestling is fantastic. This is a guy who has every tool. And he's, you know, straight up built the Vince McMahon style of build. Like he's a big, strong dude. And he's got everything. And that's one of those things where. You, we don't want to sound like hipsters and be like, "Well, we knew it before; it was cool." But like, <laughs> but we we saw the reason we've used Sam and and put him in a position to yeah. shine regular is because we saw something in him. And every time we put him up at the plate, he hit a home run. So yeah, no, we believe in the guy big time. And I don't know where things will go as far as matches and booking, but he absolutely as as long as he stays unsigned, he will be with Warrior Wrestling. Cool, hundred percent.
1: That's great um this next one can you explain this next one chris and, and oh, shit steve
2: can you explain this <laughs> <one too? laughs>
0: oh man where again um, yeah
2: so um so obviously so we we, had, we went for the, the lucha legends triple threat and yeah. i mean it was tr- it was a triple paper, order of lucha to start yes Lucha. Yeah. lucha all the way yeah poor atlantis we had no idea what shape he was in before he came and and at that point, his knees, his hip, whatever it is, he just was not moving well. Okay. Um, I think the the good thing is he and Caristico and Ultimo Guerrero were able to work a match that worked him in where they could as best they could. Okay. Um, the yeah. reality is Caristico and Ultimo Guerrero look like a million bucks. And they're 38 and 43, I yeah. think. So they are, I mean, they've not missed a step. Oh, wow. Atlantis is hurting. Okay. Absolutely hurtful. Is
1: he? Is he as old as them or is he younger?
2: He's, he's older. He's older. Yeah, I want to say he's oh, like 15. So the funny oh, thing wow. is with
0: Atlantis, he took off the mask of Ultimo of Guerrero. Ultimo Guerrero. Yeah. And yeah, so you were like, saying there this. Was some Yeah, mm. some lore with that. And then, yeah. you know, obviously he's the staple or he's been a staple at CML for so long. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, Caristico is coming from. And I mean, this had all the ingredients for me to just, you know drove yeah. over and atlantis is somebody that i've been wanting to see for a while and it hurt me it really literally hurt yeah. me see him go out there because i when i we were backstage yeah and when he was walking out like i saw him limping i was like oh shit yeah and then yeah. as soon as he was getting in the ring and i'm like oh man this is not good yeah
2: it, that's you know we had zero idea but, that he was in that condition and that um that's not something that wrestlers disclose. Like everybody wants to work, yeah, and so no one's going to tell you, like, "Hey, I'm I'm hurt, real hurt bad right now." I'm, I, I yeah, and especially really
0: like he's working with people that he's known for a long time, yeah. so it's like yeah. we'll,
2: we'll work it out and we'll make it happen. Yeah, so. I think they did the best that they could with it. I mean, in, in a perfect world, I would have loved, frankly, for him to be like, "Hey, I'm really hurt. I'm limited. Can we do something different? Can we, you know?" But. They didn't tell us any of that. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, though, I think Caristico and Ultimo Guerrero looked phenomenal. Right. I was going to say, if they oh. would have just gone
0: one-on-one yeah, and have Atlantis do some signatures in the back, like, yeah. like that would have been cool.
2: Yeah. I, I agree, actually. Had they approached us with that pre-match, um, obviously from a business standpoint, you know, you were paying Atlantis X to be there. Yeah. So like we, we would have negotiated something that's less than X to just mm-hmm. hang out. But um yeah, no, I agree. You know, had we known the shape he was in, we would have done something differently. Um, but I think, you know, they made the best they could of what they had. Um, Caristico still has all the charisma in the world. And, yeah. you know, the La Mistica looked amazing. And Ultimo Guerrero, like I said, his strength is still there. And then, you know, the... You mentioned a moment ago, Charlie, All the first three, all luchas. We kind of pulled it all together because Sam and Gringo came back out yeah, to yeah, attack yeah. them. Verano yes. so and Templario came back. All the luchadors fought off. They had poor Gringo in the corner. They, they did a, a flip thing to both of them. Sam bailed, and they had Gringo in the corner, did a running shot to the groin on Gringo, <laughs> yeah. and then just celebrated to Caristico's music, and the place was thrilled. So at the end, we got our big happy ending. But no, I, I really wish we could have done something with Atlantis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, regardless. I mean, it, like you said, for for whatever those minutes that it was a one-on-one, yeah. Like they definitely like they oh. did a great job.
2: Yeah, and they did not, you know, sometimes we worry about guys holding back cuz like we're in Indy and yada yada yada, but they, I don't think they held back. I think they went out and they did. It wasn't maybe a,
1: you know, Arena Mexico main event, but they did their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, and that explains it a little bit more. And yeah. then yeah, um Gringo and Adana's got a lot of ring time, yeah, which is cool. Chris ended up winning that match, I believe. Yep, Chris.
2: Yeah, with the uh, uh, Mistica, right? Yep, on Ultimo Guerrero. Cool. Which oh. is crazy because he had he got the CMLL World Champ to tap out in the middle of our ring. Yeah, So it's like,
1: well, <laughs> and he, he sold it for a well, while too. Yes. Does CMLL know that? Does he have a claim now?
2: <laughs> well, so <laughs> when we when we did the War of Attrition a year before, Phoenix was the AAA World Champ and Cage pinned him clean. Like the Mexican promotions are v- are like. Yeah, go ahead, do whatever you yeah. want. But then you get like a, a mid-sized American Indian. They're like, "You can't lose because he's our champ." I was like, "I'm sorry, he's the champ of Sheboygan Pro Wrestling, and he can't lose." Like, <laughs> Sheboygan. Come on.
1: Uh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool that they're lax with it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm being a, a smarky mm-hmm. smark. That was a smarky smark smart I know. Yeah. Um, Lala versus Killer Cross. Yes. Uh, this was something you would see at like a GCW Bloodsport. Correct. Uh, old school grappling, um, it was mostly Lawler, Lawler straps on a hold. It looks deadly. Killer cross counters with a suplex. Yep. But in a cool way, and it was repeating in a cool way, not Mm -hmm. in a bad way. Um, killer cross counters a triangle choke with a power bomb and gets the pin for the win. Yep. And he is menacing. Yes. Um, and he does not look like he can grapple. He looks like more of a brawler, but he can grapple. Yeah. What an athlete this man is, Killer Cross.
2: You, you mentioned a minute ago he's menacing. Yeah. Whatever it is, Killer Cross has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, like he can just walk across the ring and look at people and he's just over. You know, as we yeah. announce, do talent announcements for shows, we kind of track likes, retweets, comments, whatever. Like what do we get at Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. When we announced Cross for this show, there were people who were like, well, I wasn't going to come, but now I'm coming. Like <laughs> yeah. several people, because there's just some magnetism about him. Yeah. And he can combine that with a little bit of strikes, a little bit of grappling, a little bit of suplexes. And he's got this whole package.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's and, definitely one of those guys that uh, you would see. And if you don't not, you're don't, you not a wrestling fan, you automatically, he's a wrestler and he's a fucking killer. Yes. Like, that's what I get from Yep. Yeah, no, go ahead. Agreeing? I'm agreeing with I'm uh, nodding yes. my head over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I believe he was at AEW a couple nights before, but he's someone who we don't get a lot around here. Right. Yeah. He's not oversaturated in Chicago.
2: Well, he was a surprise at AEW a few nights before. He didn't right. wrestle; he just showed up. True. He showed up on Thursday. He and Scarlett cut a promo on Friday, and then he was on our show on Sunday. But he was not advertised. So as far mm-hmm. as anyone knew via advertisement, it was his first time in Chicago in six months or whatever. You know, yeah. and, and nothing else on the horizon. So,
1: yeah. Um, the next one was the most random, not in a bad way, matchup. <laughs> Uh, it was a David versus, David versus Goliath. It was Lance Archer. Did I say that mm-hmm. right? Versus Alex Zane. Um, one of my favorite parts of the match was Lance called Alex Zane uh, a piece of Taco Bell shit. Yes. <laughs> and it was picked up on the mic. <laughs> and uh, I thought they both had great chemistry for being... This had to be a first time. Oh, yeah. It was very a very random pairing. Yeah. But they still look like they would wrestled before.
2: Yeah. The the origin of this is, you know, what's the genius plan? Um, I was helping Eric and his wife redo their basements in early July. And we were sitting on the couch and the G1 had just, it was starting. And it was the Archer-Osprey match that just happened, which we watched in Eric's basement. And we're just like geeking out while we were done, you know, laying floor or whatever. And then um, Zane had blown up. Because of the GCW 4th of July show. Uh-huh. yeah, And we were sitting there and we needed... We, we are all about show flow. Like what kind of match do we need here? What do we need here? Etc. And we needed something different. We needed David Goliath. We needed something hot that felt in the moment. And we literally were like... What about that guy? <laughs> and that guy. <laughs> and we're like, done. So in the span of an hour, I DM'd both of them. And we put the match together at like 9pm on a Sunday. And like July 5th. With the thinking being that... Zane is such a, and we did our homework on Zane too. We didn't just see the GCW clips. We went through and watched a bunch of matches to make sure that he could work, and he can, and
1: he's an amazing dude. Like too. is this YouTube or is this YouTube websites? Okay. every you know independent yeah, yeah. wrestling,
2: whatever you know. Dot uh, TV or whatever it is. We just watched as much as we could because the the Archer. Osprey match was so good. We're like, he's so incredible being a monster. If you can get somebody that can fly and sell for his monsterness, and if he can sell for somebody's high flying stuff, like that's just a recipe for awesomeness. Yeah. And so, you know, we didn't have Will Osprey, but we we found a guy. We're like, this guy can can do do that. So. We put the two of them together. They were actually the two guys that were at our StarCast table as well. So it a oh, you know, cool. really cool kind of you know twist of things. Um, we spent basically, basically spent the weekend with those guys. And yeah. they kind of spent the weekend with each other. Did a lot of joking stuff at the table like, come see me kill him on Sunday. Come see me kill him. But I think they developed a really good chemistry as people over the course of the weekend. Hmm. So when it came time for the match, they each made sure that the other guy looked good. Yeah. And I think they did a really good job of telling, as you said earlier, the David Goliath story of Alex Zane can do something incredible, but he can't break through. He can do something incredible, but he can't break through. had all these hope spots. Archer got to do his big power spots. You know, there's a spot where Zane German suplexes Archer. And it just unbelievable. And these are two guys who, and I don't know what's happened since September 1, but if I'm WWE, if I'm All Elite, if I'm Impact, open up the checkbook. Like, you have this monster who stole the G1 and this guy who can fly who's the nicest dude in the world who can work like a million bucks someone signed them
1: right yeah so, I, I, you know. I agree it's like I want I want it for them but also don't because it's almost like you
2: know ECW back in the day or Ring of Honor where it's like look we, we there's a terminal thing at the end of what we do right like if we do our job really well Amongst a million other things these guys are doing, they get eyeballs on them and they go somewhere. Yeah. And so it sucks, but like yeah. we're happy for them. But no, we'd work with Alexander and Lance Archer every show.
1: Right. We had I think uh it was a while ago, but I had a one on one on the on our stream, uh, with Kevin Harvey, and that's yeah. exactly what he said. That he wants the people that are working for him to move on yes. to something bigger. And that's a uh a feather in his cap yeah. you know?
2: when we get to Warrior 7 in a little while I, I don't know that I can drop names quite yet but we're gonna have um, other guys that we've been scouting and watching where we're like this guy needs a big stage mm-hmm. this guy needs a big stage mixed with mega names to try to get him some some rub
1: right so how I know we've talked about this before and like taking a step back and realizing all this cool stuff you're doing yeah I'm, I I know you're appreciative of it because I hear it and see it I don't know what, how to describe the moment of your watch, you're on your couch. and you're watching new uh, Japanese wrestling and you're just like, let's get that guy and then it happens. Does yes. that feel kind of like God mode a little bit? Yes. <laughs> it's
2: so weird. And, and, and you know, the thing is, so when we launched this, so we officially launched it like after Christmas of 17 and I launched it with a hundred emails we sent to everyone's booking address we could uh-huh. find, hi, we're launching a new thing. We'd love to have you possibly consider us and like, no, you know, we had no capital, right? Nobody, no social capital. No one knew who we were. No one cared. No rap, but yeah. then once like, Del Rio did our first show and Ray did our second show, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, like everybody's DMs are open. So, you know, we shoot somebody a message and they get back to us, which is so weird because I'm just a high school principal. We do this for fun four (laughs) times a year. But, you know, hopefully we've built a platform that people want to be on and want to jump off of. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy how. We can spend six weeks trying to lay out matches. Me, Eric, Michael, some of the other guys, and it doesn't come together. Doesn't come together. And then in the span of an hour, a great match comes together. Yeah, yeah. I almost liken it to. And I'm a huge rock and roll fan. You listen to you know, bands talk about how we tried to drum up this new album for two years and it didn't work. And then in a week, we wrote ten songs. We're like, that's the album. Like sometimes <laughs> that's how it happens.
0: Right. So now we got. At some point, Eric has to come through the pod. Yes. So next time, he's we actually texted
2: several times while we're on. This is my girlfriend and Eric. So my life mate and my other life mate. Uh, <laughs> I've been texting while you guys are. Uh, I think they're jealous. They're like, yeah. Are you
1: with two other people right now? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> um,
2: so, here, so one of Eric's texts is, is uh, you get the first uh, listener world. Okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara is about to wrestle Cody Rhodes tomorrow night in the first episode of AEW Dynamite. And took the time to like our show 7 announcement on Insta. No big deal. <laughs> so uh, Guevara's another guy, right? Yeah. So like I first yeah. saw Guevara in watching clips of uh, – it was Wrestle Circus or PWG, but there's other, some other smaller Southern Cal promotions. And I saw Sammy and I was like, we need this guy. Okay. And so we had him for Warrior 2, II, 3, and 4, I think. Um, and he was just a guy where it's like crazy talented, nicest mm-hmm. guy in the world. We used him while we had him. And um, – We're happy to see him move on and become, you know, signed now, but we miss him. Yeah. And actually, so so cool backstage story. So we were, so all in last year, Warrior two. we ran the day after all in. And Eric and I were at double or nothing. We were on the floor and we were hanging out after the show was over, just after it all, we'd soaked it all in. So we're sitting like by the seats by the floor where like the the guardrails butt butt up against the actual stage. So like by the stack of poker chips where, uh, you know, um, John Moxley through Kenny off whatever we're just hanging out and Kylie Ray comes out and Sammy Guevara comes out after the show after the arena basically cleared and they each independently come up to like Steve Eric how are you guys and we're just like oh you remember our names <laughs> but uh, Guevara's is like hey man are you guys going to run day after all out again because I'm going to be in Chicago like I want to do your show and I was like Sammy Guevara just sought me out sought the date of my show and was like I want to do your show and I was like I like you too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, ultimately, he wasn't able to because AEW put in a thing which we totally understand where none of their people could do anything around an AEW show. Right. So, like, we were hoping to have Sammy and Jungle Boy and a few other guys that we've been talking to, but because it was the day after Mm -hmm. All Out, it just was off the books. Sure. Um, And now they're all exclusive, so it's over. But Sammy's one of those guys that we're so happy to have been one small step in his journey. And, like, what a great, the fact that he remembered us and enjoyed his time with us. God bless you, sir, and thank you. If you ever hear this, you're the man.
1: Of course. Fan of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> he might be, man. He liked
2: us on Insta.
1: Yeah, that's right. That counts. Count that like. Yeah. Um, next was Austin Aries with Frank Mir. Yes. His friend. His buddy. Uh, versus Alex Shelley. Yep. Uh, Alex Shelley is one of those guys where, like, because I missed all his stuff because I got, an, I had that lull of wrestling. Sure. I did it again. And he's one of those guys where, like, all the diehards were, like, Oh, never, Shelly. you Shelly. Yeah, You've never seen yeah. the Alex Shelly match. What are you doing with your life?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, Stone Cold E.T. was
1: there.
2: <laughs> he was. Stone Cold E.T. was there. <laughs> he was.
1: He came up. Oh, man. Stone Cold E.T. He came up to I'm going to protect the business a little bit here, but he came up to us. And I think he was just uh, He was trying to get segments. Sure. And he was like, uh, he's like, do you guys want to do a segment? And we had like already packed our stuff away or yeah. whatever. Yeah and uh he's he was like down on his luck man cuz i think he like struck out a couple times with some Aww. people and we really felt bad yeah. whereas i was like you know the timing's everything you know just i was like yeah. i i said something i said something uh motivational and he seemed to like pick pick back up but
0: uh <laughs> yeah he definitely had a rough weekend
1: yeah and it was a little down, but you know we cheered him up. And then this is another and another against the wrestlers that he asked, but I think it was just the wrong time. Like like yeah. someone was like maybe gonna go through their match, and then he asked or something like that. Yeah. Like,
2: well, you know, it, it, it's you know feast or famine, right? Because at Warrior Four in March. Stone Cold T- ET was backstage, and he was the biggest hit backstage. Yeah. Like SCU right. was like, "Is that Stone Cold ET?" <laughs> Moose is like, "I got to get a video of Stone Cold." E-T. So he was flying. Yeah, high. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just you know, it's feast or famine. Right, it happens. He got but... to uh, uh, sing
0: along with uh, Rich Swan, I think. I yeah. Oh
1: God, that. when they were jamming on yeah, the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about surreal moments. Yeah. If, right. he, if Stone Cold E.T. is listening, we support you. And yeah, you'll get him next time. You know? Absolutely. He probably did get some segments, but when he came up to us, he was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. Today's a rough day. It was the great, Reese's though. Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a...
2: God, there are some things in life that are just so purely brilliant, and that's one of them.
1: <laughs> um, is, is Mir going to wrestle? Is that like what he's kind of do, like feeling that out? Or?
2: Yes. I believe, and I don't have any dates or time frames, et cetera, but he is in the Cain Velasquez camp of, I'm going to be a pro wrestler now. Mm. Okay. And so Aries and Mir are training together very regularly in Vegas. and have been for like six months now. Okay. Basically cross-training. Like Mir's teaching Aries MMA, Aries is teaching Mir pro wrestling. Ooh. And that is going to be a dynamic duo at some point. Yeah. And I think with Velazquez you know, um, if, if you guys follow the news this week, apparently having talks with WWE, uh, possibly building into a Kane versus Brock match at uh, WWE. He picked it up quick, right? He picked it up mm-hmm. really quick. I don't really know really how Muir's doing, but I do know that he and Austin are working a lot. And, you know, think about this. In, in, in a few months' time, you could have Kane Velazquez, Brock Lesnar, Frank Muir, Ronda Rousey. I think Chuck Liddell was doing something with a smaller promotion. Right. Like... All of mid two thousands UFC <laughs> is now come to
1: pro wrestling, right? Which is crazy, it's but crazy. Cool. It is cool. It's cool to see, and yeah, then, see the world's match. And Thunder Rosa is doing some. MMA she's doing MMA. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's true. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm huge fans. I, I didn't really like Mir's bloodsport match. I don't know if you saw that over May- I think it might have been a Mania weekend. Yeah, I think was, from what. I've been
2: told he was still very green.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. That uh-huh. it, was
2: almost, it was almost too early, but he was just kind of testing it out. Yeah. And from what I understand, he kind of caught the bug there. He's like, all right, I want to get
1: really good at this. Okay. Mm, okay. But cool. I think he's
2: very green because Bloodsport was at Mania, right? Yeah. So that would have yeah. been like... That was
1: not the Josh Barnett one that they just had. it was those like, the Mania one. Yeah, the Mania one, I think one, he yeah. was
2: like two weeks into training.
1: Okay, yeah. So like... Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, we wish him the best.
2: Yeah. I and
1: uh, Austin Aries got defeated Shelley via guillotine choke. So, mm-hmm. some really nice things. Apparently, Alex Shelly was on a hiatus before this. He retired in the summer
2: of 2018, uh, finished his master's, became a physical therapist, cool. like, had a career, ha- still has a career. has a day job, he walked away from wrestling. And then a couple months ago, he was like, DM was uh, Steve was bored you DM'd him yeah it was, it was, it was <laughs> a Let's Tuesday a morning Steve, I was like Steve was putting in
1: uh, some, some ceiling this time And uh, <laughs>
2: well actually I, I, create, I actually traded text with Alex Shelley a little bit, a little while ago before I got here yeah. um, but he came out of retirement to do a Ring of Honor match this past summer and I was like uh Alex Shelley's back and he put his booking information up and I think I mm. got to him like the day he put his booking information up because you know, as you said, you were kind of out of it at that time. But mid two thousands TNA Motor City Machine Guns were the precursor to the Young Bucks. Okay, I mean, as far as obviously not the level of popularity and whatnot, because yeah. it, it wasn't happening in the mid two thousands. But it's, as far as innovative moves, like cool ahead of their times, like even when they were heels, everybody loved them. And Shelly and Saban were unbelievable. So I just once he put his booking info up, I was like, yeah, this guy. And Aries and Shelly had been in, in Generation Next together. They had feuded a little bit in TNA. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I looked at it and went, this could be freaking phenomenal. And I think they had a fantastic match. And I think Aries, the promo was great. And then Shelly talked, and the place was just like, Yeah, we love you, man. And they gave a very Honestly, he said, you know, pro wrestling is like a drug, and you guys are the pushers. Yep. Like, I can't walk away from this. You guys yeah. keep me coming back. So, yeah,
1: that was a different analogy. Yeah. But good. But
2: I got it. And, and, and backst- I cannot say enough, and I've said this about many people, and, and I'm just always impressed by this in wrestling. Backstage, I cannot say enough about how sweet of a guy Alex Shelley, the human being, is. Just like, total nice dude, gets it, great, grateful to be there, mm-hmm. happy to be part of the show. Um, can't say enough good things about him.
1: Yeah. It's no coincidence that the people who are very successful also like get it backstage. Yep, I feel. Yep, um, not a coincidence. The next one, Chris, you want to take Lucha this
0: Lucha Bros versus Tessa and uh, Daga. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, matching gear, which is important. Very important. Yes. V important. But, yeah.
0: Tessa v. and Daga had uh, red matching gear. Uh, I really dug it, and I'm like, the Lucha Bros. This was like their fourth match in four days, or something like that. And
2: Phoenix had gotten hurt the week before. Right. He had messed up his knee the previous weekend and they didn't did, look like it. Right, they did Friday AAW, <laughs> Saturday A or no, Thursday A.A.W., Friday AAW where they just tore it up with LAX. Saturday was the ladder match, and then Sunday they did our match. The ladder of death. The, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Can you pick one? Like yeah. other matches are insane. Yes. And
2: they did not phone it in here. No. No, they don't know how to well, phone it in. So Eric and I often have this conversation. Either A, they don't phone it in and they go balls to the wall all day, every day, and they're insane, or they are phoning it in and they're just that incredible <laughs> that this is them phoning it in. <laughs> because they do all their big spots, they do all of their fun spots, all their character stuff, mm-hmm. and I mean, they don't mess around. I mean, they super kick the crap out of Tessa. That yeah. is one of my notes. I, yes. The first
1: note is Tessa got her head taken off by a super kick. Yes. It was very stiff. It was like the first one. Yep. It just whacked you. She
2: and Pentagon were trash talking with some dirty <laughs> words in Spanish and Phoenix just comes in from the side and just decapitates her.
1: Yes. I want to challenge all luchadors everywhere for, to maybe I just don't hear or understand, but I want them to come up with another diss other than fucking a mother. Like they're all <laughs> they're all about messing with the the yes. mother. Is there are there any other disses out there besides I mean mother there is, kisses?
0: but it, that's just it's, it's just how it goes that's the go.
1: that's, <laughs> that's the go-to yeah, uh, yeah. Always. when in oh, rome <laughs> <laughs> with the madre <laughs> okay um yeah. and then yeah you want you've been on a spiel before yes rightfully so about how great tessa is yes and but i want to double down on that and say book tessa for all your shows also book tessa for all your inner intergender matches yes because the it the her skill translates directly over mm-hmm. whether it's a male or a female. She's so a she's
2: been doing almost all intergenerational impact the last three or four months, and I got to think of how to say this because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anybody. Tessa is so intense. Dave Meltzer once described her as being very similar to a male New Japan wrestler in that like okay. all of her stuff mm. is stiff. She sells every punch. She sells every kick out. She sells. She's like Kota Ibushi or Tomohiro Ishi. Like she's Everything is so intense that a lot of times there's incredible female athletes. I don't know of many female athletes whose intensity and selling match Tessa's. And so like okay. we talk about Tessa getting her head kicked off by Phoenix. Well, she gave some kicks. and she, yeah, like, she did. She, she has an intensity level that um, – is hard to match outside of incredibly talented luchadors or like stiff, strong style workers. And so from a booking standpoint, so like the way I try to look at things and as Eric and I kick this around and we've talked to some other people too, it's all about styles, right? Like mm-hmm. who style best meshes. And you might have a very athletic female wrestler and you look at the, well, her versus Tessa and you're like, you know what? No, Tessa's got to punch somebody in the face.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and And who's the best person to punch in the face or to punch her in the face? Nine times out of ten, it's a male wrestler. I think that's why you see Tessa in so many intergender matches, because her intensity is that of a male Japanese wrestler. And just the best matching or meshing for the best match, a lot of times, is a guy, not a girl. And that doesn't mean that there aren't phenomenal female wrestlers out there. But style-wise, she fits better slapping Pentagon and getting slapped by Pentagon than... You know, taking a, a stratosphere type move from someone like a, a top rope head scissory type thing. Like, yeah. no, Tessa's just gonna go in there and fight. Yeah, she's got yeah. a kind of brawler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like Steve Austin. Actually, the closest analogy I have to Tessa yeah. Blanchard is Steve Austin. Oh, really? the,
0: this whole time I was trying to remember. Like, you, she's, you compare, She fights like yeah. Stone Cold.
2: Okay. Like, watch Stone Cold in like 97, 98. That's Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. The intensity, the kicks, the stomps, the mm-hmm. the selling, the sneering—that
1: the, she's Stone Cold. Yeah, that's yeah. If you if you think about that, Stone Cold really didn't do a whole lot in the ring. No, and he couldn't. Ex- extremely right. popular, and like in early '90s, he was a technical like yep. wizard. And then like people forget about that. Yeah, his brawler style. But yeah, that's a good comparison. I'm yeah. sure, sure she'd take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, no,
2: and, and yeah. that's the truth. So there is. So again, getting super deep baseball here, but Tessa. Sells her opponents kicking out better than any wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Okay. So she puts every ounce of everything into her cover. And when somebody kicks out, mm, whether it's frustration or anger or getting right back to it, she, a lot of times, wrestlers, wrestler A covers wrestler B, B kicks out, and A is just kind of there. Tessa sells it like she almost won Wimbledon and she just lost the point. And now mm. she's got to go back to another set every time. And that's a—that's an awesome detail.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems
2: like a small thing, but she sells. She's so good.
1: Sorry. That's yeah. No, it is. a end small thing. Rent. It is a small thing, but yeah. it's an important small thing. It's all the little things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Frank clown and Frank clown. Frank clown. Frank the La clown. <laughs> Frank the clown. It's nine thirty eight p.m. Okay, everyone, back You on. haven't We're had
2: on. a Modelo. You've had a Mountain Dew and a <laughs> Cliff Bar. Oh, cliff you should be energized here. for a hike.
1: <laughs> I should. I should open this up and take it down. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely taking an Uber home. I need to get home after this. Um, Me too, and I live three blocks away. (laughs) Uh, There was a segment, not a match. Yes, not a match. It never got to that point because Frank the Clown. Here's what (laughs) happened. Frank the Clown told Mick. Noel calls him dad. Mick then did three things to make sure that Frank the Clown will not have kids. Yes. He tonged. He squeezed Frank the Clown's balls with tongs. Mm-hmm. He did a leg drop to his nutsack, and then he did another leg drop. But in between McFoley's leg and Frank the Clown's testicles was Barbie, mm-hmm. the barbed wire bat. Yep. And then he tried to pour gas on him. Yep. And th- I'm loving this, but this is like, this is me being giddy and getting my Frank the Clown justice. Which yes, you have robbed me <laughs> right. of before in the past. Um, and then. Mick tries to light him on fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> the security, quote, unquote, <laughs> the security that
0: were, by the commentators, addressed as uh, seniors at the school, which <laughs> they were not, <laughs> yeah. we, they were freelancers. These students. very yes. old
1: students, yeah. <laughs> they might have been held back a couple years. Yeah. I popped when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um they have tried to stop Mick, but then they let him go. Yeah. After they uh, had a powwow, and then Frank Con came to, to the ring with these fake Foley's, the yes. fake three, the three faces, faces of, Foley's. of Foley. Yes. And they pulled him away to safety. That was it. Yeah. And then Mick had a wonderful promo
2: putting over the show and taking a jab at WWE. And I had I can I can brag about this segment because I had nothing yeah. to do with it. I had absolutely nothing to do with it other than Frank had some ideas, Mick had some ideas. And Mick had been thinking about... Mick Foley is this, like... If you've read his books, he's brilliant, right? He's right. this deep, thoughtful person. And he'd spent most of the evening just kind of, like, thinking how this was going to play out. And he had already gathered the various props. because mm-hmm. We mentioned earlier before we went on the air, like, yeah. it's weird that I get texts from Mick Foley now. Uh, that week, I got a text from Mick Foley that was, I need a baseball bat covered in barbed wire. I need salad tongs. The salad tongs are the most important thing. I need a red gasoline can and a duffel bag, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Don't ask
1: questions, Steve." <laughs> okay, so we procured all of these things, and this is what he did with it. That is great. Wait, tell the story. You, I think you have told it on the podcast before, but tell the story when we. Just, oh, right. You, you so you know, at- earlier
0: you mentioned <laughs> how you know you like Doug. You know, report to McFoley. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're there with Doug and other guys. where they are there just uh, you know watching the show or whatever. And then somehow we turn to our right, because that's where McFoley's sitting, and he has Barbie, or the, the barbed wire bat, has it in his hands, grip both hands, and
1: just, like, staring at it. And he's there by himself, just staring no at it. No one is standing around him. <laughs> no one's standing around <laughs> he's him. Just, he's just, like, pondering. He's, like, twisting the bat back and forth and just gazing at it. In, in deep thought, yeah. just staring at a barbed wire I'm map. Like, hey, he's, he's getting to the mode. So, <laughs> yes. He, <laughs> he, he talks about in, it in his in. books, like when he goes into promo land.
2: Like he'll be driving with his wife and his wife will be like, you haven't listened to a word I've said in the last two minutes, have you? No, you were in
1: promo land, weren't you?
2: Yes. <laughs> like he goes into promo land.
1: That's great. I don't listen to a word my fiance says. There you go. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cutting promos on people. I'm just <laughs> in, in my own thoughts as well. <laughs> Probably thinking about
2: wrestling. I loved this segment so much. And, and for me, you know, I, I've told my origin story before that it was the original Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell that brought me back into wrestling. And I'd actually met Mick before when I booked him for a literary festival when I was undergrad in college. And to have him on a show that we were doing at the high school or in principal in and of itself was overwhelming. But I'm usually running around like crazy for that segment. Mm-hmm. I went through the curtain, stood in the arena, and just watched the whole thing start to finish. And I came back through the curtain, and I, I, I wasn't crying, but like I had like a little bit of tear to overlook my face. And Eric goes, "Are you? What's wrong?" And I was like, "I just did the one thing I never let myself do. I just went out there during a show and just enjoyed it for ten mm-hmm. minutes. And I thought the segment was so perfectly done. Frank's heel heat was perfect. Mixed." comeuppance was perfect. I mean, Frank's film.
0: outfit was full of Noel Foley's face. I,
2: you, I, mm-hmm. I will put that up. And again, I can brag about it because I had nothing to do with it. I will put that up against any wrestling segment ever as far as introduction of heel with the three faces of Foley entrance to the Noel mm-hmm. suit, the offensive lines of Frank, Mick getting all these terrible things in on Frank, the Mick promo, like... I challenge anybody out there, watch those 15 minutes and tell me that wasn't perfect pro wrestling. It was perfect. I'm so happy with how well those guys delivered.
1: I'm happy that you're very happy. Yeah, I can, I can it made see it me so it. Happy. <laughs> That's good. And glad you got to enjoy it yeah. uh, in the moment. Um, Dragon Lee versus Andrew Everett. Yep. Th- thank you for giving me this Dragon Lee match. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, this was another David versus Goliath because Andrew Everett is a big man. He's seven foot four. He's seven foot four. He and goes the o- over the top rope. He does choke slams. He does big boots. Yep. Um, Dragon Lee still put him away. Sure. And thank you for this Dragon Lee match. I really appreciate it. It was
2: it was awesome. And and quick trivia note: we were Andrew Everett's last match before he went and had surgery, and we were his first match back.
1: Boom. Oh, yeah. nice. Building we, relationships. Yeah, we love him. Another great dude. Yeah. Um and then Cage versus Elgin, Cage and Elgin main event, main event.
0: So yep. the whole time, you know, we've been watching the show in the back. I peeked in for a few matches, and I was with Trent, and he's like, "All right, let's go catch the main event." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, yeah, because it's in two Impact guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. that's where I was going. I'm like two Impact guys, like yeah, sure, Trent, let's go, let's go sit in the bleachers. Uh, but yeah, I mean. You know, uh, for a while, like, the the wrestling community, at least here in Chicago, what I've mm-hmm. experienced, they they have their feelings about Elge, Elgin and sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminded me how good he is in the ring. He's unbelievable. Like, I his, I can't say a bad thing about his in-ring work. Yes. No, neither can
2: I. Like, and, and I mean, and you're going against Cage. Who's... Yes. Cage can do a million cool things. Elgin is a genius at laying out professional wrestling yes. matches. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. he like he gets rest, that's why he's such a good trainer. That's why he was such a good booker when he was running Glory Pro. Um, he, his wrestling IQ. Like if I were starting, like if I were taking over Impact or All Elite or whatever, first player coach I get is Michael Elgin. That's the, that Michael Elgin, Mick Foley, the kind of guys who are going to come up with ideas and who know how this works. And we ended up having a conversation with Elgin after the show for like an hour after the show. Oh really? Yeah. Just, just talking the business and talking things. And what a thoughtful, very smart, humble, kind guy. Just awesome. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. awesome. Work with him any day of the week.
1: That's great. Cause you don't. Yeah, you don't get to hear about his wrestling IQ ever because he's such a hoss. So you yes. just—it's just physical prowess with him. But yeah, that's a trait that not many people know about. Cage ended up retaining. Yep. Where does he go from here? Just next man up. There. Yeah, we we have a
2: challenger we can't reveal yet. We're waiting on. Okay. I will say some visa clearances and some mm. other things for a, a big challenger. Will up Osprey.
1: <laughs> you know
2: You said it earlier And it got in my head For some reason I know reason. Yeah I know um, I, I will say Will Ospreay is not the challenger Okay He's on the show though <laughs> I can neither confirm Nor deny Okay Anything in that arena Okay Okay So you asked a very specific question And we will give you this answer Okay For some international talents And we are bringing several international talents in for Warrior 7. For at least one specific international talent who shall not be named, we have an agreement with an international wrestling company that we cannot announce said talent until after a certain date. Okay. Got it. That is what I can say.
1: Okay. Cool. That's exciting. We're very excited. Awesome. Awesome.
0: And Warrior Wrestling 7 yes. happens
2: on December 13th. December 13th. It's a Friday.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's a Friday. green green theme it's show. It's a green theme. <laughs> Derek from Curtain Jerker and I, were like, well, what haven't we done? We're
2: like, it's Christmas. We could do red and, like, we red and green. We're like, we did red the last one. It's green. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> That's the scientific thinking behind our color schemes, everybody.
1: There you go. But it'll, I'll remember it. Yeah. You know? I'll remember that was the green one. Yeah. Um, but before that, Bourbon Street. Yeah. That is October 19th. October nineteenth, Bourbon Street, there are six
2: companies. So it's Warrior, Black Label, Zello, Golly, Revolver. OVW. OVW is number six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nine matches, six companies. And they also have a meet and greet with all of the impact roster there. So you could it's, it's paid for autographs and stuff, but everybody will be on uh, meet and greet. They're gonna do a Sammy Callahan video game tournament. They're gonna oh, do Oh shit. What yeah, are they playing? Uh I don't know. Whatever Sammy Callahan plays. I'm not a video game guy.
1: I play everything. Duck Hunt. They're playing <laughs> Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic 2. Sonic and
2: Knuckles. Uh, Turtles in Time. Does he play those things? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> listing things from my childhood. Wait, Sega uh, Dreamcast.
1: Oh, like dream. Oh, yeah. I skipped the, I just Dreamcast. Yeah, most people yeah. did. That was the end of Sega. I just, played, yeah. I just played at my friend's house and I just threw bombs to Randy Moss in that one NFL game with yeah. Culpepper on the front of yes, it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about and anyway. that's all I did but yeah it's
2: gonna be uh, six companies bunch of matches a lot of cool stuff there's gonna be I think a live podcast there's gonna be there was talk of a press conference or a weigh in for some of the main mm-hmm. events for Ooh, weigh Bound in. for Glory it's gonna be a party They wanted Heavy's Emmy? playing yes they wanted a party they wanted a wrestling party the night before Bound for Glory and they're gonna get that our two matches are Ego Robert Anthony with Frank Clown who we talked about earlier <laughs> against Space Monkey what a great heel face character dynamic yeah. there. yeah um, you get to see the clown and the monkey, and then we have a triple threat: <laughs> the, the clown, clown and the, a clown and a monkey walk into a New Orleans themed bar in Chicago. <laughs> and then we've got a triple threat: Mark Wheeler versus Blake Christian versus Alex Zane. Who's Blake Christian? Blake Christian. Um, he's been in on GCW. He's been right, on kinda. Black Label. He is I'm trying to think of who to compare him to motion wise. A lot like Carlos Romo. Uh, okay. a lot like small, fast, flying, high energy. He's smaller than Zane. Zane's bigger and taller yeah. and, and more built, but exciting. He's an exciting
1: guy. Okay.
2: Yeah. Cool. So the, so that match is going to kill. Absolutely kill.
1: Yeah. In all glory. There's some really it's kind of there's some really unique matchups in there cuz it's kind of like one off doesn't have to it's a little mishmashy, but yeah. not in a bad way, yeah. and it's like nothing is tied to storyline. So you kind of get like different stuff, and yeah, and di- cool. and
2: everybody's kind of presenting something different, and um, you see a lot of good uh, a lot of good mixes.
1: Yeah. So uh, and hopefully we'll be there, right? Yeah, we. We'll, no, we were told that we we're going we to be yeah, there. We're told to be there. We're but, waiting on uh, the confirmation. <laughs> yeah fact, yeah. if you're listening. Um, but we should be there. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I can
2: also. So, what date is This is going to drop in a couple days, right? Yes. Okay. By the time this drops, okay. So today is Tuesday, October first. We announced the date of Warrior Seven tonight. Tomorrow, during NXT and All Elite, we will announce our big special guest appearing at Warrior Wrestling. He won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Oh, Kurt Angle comes shit. to Warrior <laughs> Wrestling 7. That's it. He will be in the VIP <laughs> Fan <laughs>
1: Fest. <laughs> 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 that's really cool. Yes. That line is going to be very long. Yes. Oh, you need man. to put him in a spot where the line doesn't yeah, snake have right a, like, through the middle. curve around the outside or something.
2: We'll probably go back to the other gym. So we'll probably have a curve around the outside wall or something. But yeah, oh, yeah. Kurt yeah. Angle. That's sweet. Also, by the time this podcast is public, in action at Warrior Wrestling 7 will be the toughest SOB on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. If you're a New Japan fan, Minoru Suzuki
1: no is way. coming
2: That's... to Warrior Wrestling 7. <laughs>
1: that Charlie, is... are you available? <laughs> will you be at that oh, show? I'm going to have to pull up the calendar and get that one in Minoru the Minoru
2: Suzuki is coming to Warrior Wrestling 7.
1: Uh, he, he will compete. The same one. The where are these lines going to be? These lines. Are, <laughs> I, I'm just picturing it in my head. There's going to be, I yeah, just bodies. We have at least
2: a dozen people to announce this October that we've never had before. Okay, many of whom are international. This show is going to be freaking ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that sounds nuts. Um,
2: that we think among the people that we've laid out in the show who are new to us. There are going to be 3 headliners of the FanFest that we think are going to have million person lines. I've just told you 2 of them. The third we have made an agreement to not announce or promote until a certain date with a certain international wrestling company.
1: Sure. Got it. That Got it. is uh still really cool. Yeah. I want to I'm
2: looking for an early uh Christmas gift. Yeah. Yes,
1: I'm usually not super tickets. I'm not usually not super like I need to meet this person, but I mean Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. That is such a big part of my childhood. Yes. I, I don't know.
0: Funny enough, so Kurt Angle was in a in a card for my first indie show um, at the. In Joliet, I can't remember the name of the promotion. Okay. Oh, no it was longer. Blitz. Blitz, yes. He
2: was on Blitz once?
1: Person yeah. Blitz. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used to bring in a big name. They bring, like, they a, yeah, they used to bring
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't wrestle, but he was there as Meet and Greet, and yeah, that was like the first person I went to, like the yes. line of hit. So that's oh, really cool. So he cool. is
2: truly, and, and obviously I'm like I'm hyping, but it's, it's true, this is why we brought him in. I think he's in the top 10 greatest WWE stars of all time as far as match quality, like run on top. Um, just, I mean, his run from 99 to 06 is almost unbeatable. Yeah. And then he returned as a huge star, had a bunch of fun matches, and then just as a character, I mean, he's Kurt Angle. He's Kurt freaking Angle. I right. mean, um, I, I, I remember the the win over Austin and the milk truck celebration yeah. leading up to that win in 01. What a ridiculous, amazing, like, this is one of the best guys to ever do it. And yeah. we're really, really excited to have him. I mean, just... It's one of those things where it all comes together and we got his contact information. Uh, we got his representative's contact information from Wardlow. Wardlow knew a guy who knew Kurt. And that is how all of this comes together is, you know, you bring on great people, you treat them well and they're like, hey, would you ever use Kurt Angle?
1: Yes. Yes, we would. Word of mouth is still the most powerful form yeah. of marketing. Yeah. Yep. That's so. really cool. So he's wrestling Suzuki.
2: Yeah. God. <laughs> no, Angle is not wrestling. He's appearing at Fanfest and he will address the live crowd.
1: Okay. Oh, it's cool. So uh, yeah.
2: but he cannot wrestle. He's he's officially retired. And he's actually per his WWE agreement, he cannot do a wrestling angle or anything
1: like that okay, okay. cool yeah. um, so make sure they have the ambulances on standby for Suzuki oh God, his opponent or maybe mm-hmm. like a fan has to be choked out by him oh right. God. no <laughs> one ask he's so dangerous <laughs>
0: I mean, if this is how you're going to go out, Steve, I think, you know... Yeah. yeah, this is where it ends. You guys
2: remember Warrior Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, they were great for seven shows, then Suzuki killed a guy.
1: They <laughs> had to shut the whole thing down. <laughs> That's what's going to happen.
2: Yeah. Oh, but when, when we know who he's facing. <laughs> when you see who he's facing, okay. you're just going to go, oh my God, it's perfect, first of all. We think it's perfect, so you know, right. pat ourselves in the back. But um, you're just going to go, oh my God, this match... It's just going to leave teeth all uh-huh. over the gym.
1: All right. So, I'm pumped.
2: Do you know when that announcement's happening? I uh, We're going to do talent announcements all through October, and yeah. then we're going to do all the matches the first week of November. Okay. So talent, 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 and then one match a day the first nine days of November. Okay. And then on November 9th, we will announce the final match with a mystery participant. Okay. Cool.
1: Well, you keep uh, outdoing yourself. I don't know how man. you do it. God.
2: Dumb luck. We've established that tonight. Dumb <laughs> luck. Yes. A guy who knows a guy. Yeah. It's like, he, there's nothing more appropriate for a promotion that runs in Chicago. I,
1: I got a guy who's got a guy if you need a thing. Like, oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect way. So It's the only way. Yep. Uh, cool. Is there anything else? I mean, are we done? Uh, I think yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's all I it. can share
2: now. I mean, you know,
1: for everybody, stay tuned to our social media, you know,
2: Warrior Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, we're Suzuki, wrestling.net. We're wrestling.net. Suzuki and Angle are out this week, uh, coming out during AEW this week. Uh next week we're gonna start trickling out more and more names, and we're excited. I mean we we have the whole card laid out already, and this mm-hmm. is the first time we've done this, so now that I've said it, like right, a bunch of stuff's gonna have to change. That's Murphy's <laughs> yeah, right. Law. Mm-hmm. But um we we looked at the card and we're like, uh this is gonna be the best show we ever did. So You heard, we'll we heard see. it here first. Now, again, now that I <laughs> put that in the universe, everyone's going to cancel. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: just going to be me versus Space Monkey four times <laughs> over. Uh, I would watch that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even mention your uh, your little jokey, funny opening statement that you had, <laughs> which, I think. You, which one? There was some kind of joke in there where you're like, I don't oh, know.
0: Oh, I think you said, uh, you know, but keep your... Ch- oh, you were Tell people to cheer and be loud yeah. or whatever, but, but keep, keep it, it clean because it's a Catholic clean, school. Yeah, yeah. And people started booing, and I was yeah. like, "What? All right, fine. Don't boo the Catholic school." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, uh, it was it was a fun show. Looking forward to Warrior Wrestling Seven. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it was, it was like the backstage. I felt like there was just a lot of like quirky, weird, like funny stuff that came. Oh, I'm not gonna say like yeah. make. So if you haven't bat-
0: seen Steve, like like go to like principle mode and start fixing things real quick. There was a um, a, a student, uh, not a school student, but a freelance wrestling school student, yeah. that got hurt as they were putting away the ring, and she she cut her hand. I, it, it was it was a wound nonetheless, but like she was bleeding and steve's like you grab this you grab that he grabbed me he's like you can you help me do this can you help me do that and just directing people and everything
2: got taken care of super quick wow that's you know they when they teach you in any type of management situation like you can't just be like will someone call nine one one? no one does no. <laughs> you have just to figure out right what is the crisis what is the issue what needs to be done and immediately start assigning measurable tasks to everybody
1: yeah so that's that was principle it, mode man making a measurable difference yeah
2: i'm trying Cool. It's really uh, great to have you again, and thanks. I love you guys. And thanks for being. I, I would do
0: this all the time. I know <laughs> you have to talk about <laughs> other <laughs> things. But. All right, we're about to wrap it up, but real quick. Uh, you, you, who's, what are you watching? NXT or AEW tomorrow? AEW. Okay. I will. I
1: won't. Live. Be. Uh, I don't think I have a way of watching it, but if I had to choose, I would give AEW a shot, and yep. I would right. stick on that as, until I got sick of it or yep. wasn't feeling it.
2: Yep. But. I love NXT. Love some. I love of the guys and girls too. on NXT, but. Yeah. You know, I've watched NXT for five years. It's great. AEW, A, I'm more interested in. I want to see what's mm-hmm. going to happen. But B, its success is better long term for wrestling.
1: Yeah, that's mm. a good point. Okay. Yep. If cool. gun to my head, we've talked about this. Gun to my head. If you, you, you someone comes up to you and says you can only watch one promotion for the rest of your life, we both said I think NXT. Yep. Right. But. Yeah, I like AEW. I want. I think it's deserve. In my book, it's deserved that shot. I mean, that so question try was try to ride with it. That question
0: when we talked about that. That's when there was WWE and NXT. Like, yeah. sure, there was Impact, but super hard to watch. But yeah. now you have everything in front of you. Yeah. Sure, you can. You know? Yeah,
1: that actually a based buffet. on accessibility. Yes, so,
2: wrestling is a buffet. Look yeah. At that. yeah, they laid
1: yeah. that image has been going around that someone made, and then it just keeps like. You know the image I'm talking about of all ke- the things of on all every, yeah, things on Monday, every Tuesday, night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That, that is that's the buffet a line job. That is a buff- Chris. Yes. Chris, you're a graphic designer. I, I, and every episode, I just pawn work on off on Chris. <laughs> if you're not, if you're listening at home, but take that image and just put a nice like buffet tray, a nice buffet tray of oh. all the different foods. Yeah. All right. And yeah. then put slap our logo on it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be like, we didn't originally make this, but hey, wrestling's a buffet. You should. All right. We should test taken <laughs> and he's so reluctant like i guess yeah i have stuff i gotta do too too I'll, I, I can get to that stuff but yeah you make sure impact replies <laughs> yeah i'll try it. i'm gonna follow up right. again i'll follow up too <laughs> thank you
0: great um all right so again warriorwrestling.net yep yep get ticket info uh you guys usually post clips about you know recapping the previous show is mm-hmm. super helpful um, and keep an eye out for match announcements as far as us you can't follow us and check out you know the upcoming graphics that i will be putting out there and that chris uh, will be doing during his work hours yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you can find those on twitter or instagram or facebook at two heels in face and you can visit our website twoheelsinterface.com yep you can get uh, Two Heels and a Face wrestling merch at Pro Wrestling T slash Two Heels in a Face, yep. or you can go to a Maneuver if you want to buy a hoodie. We have hoodies there, too, Yeah. which I'm wearing right Perfect now. Perfect for 86-degree muggy weather. Which is super hot now,
1: yes. <laughs> um, but where can people find the podcast, Charlie? Uh, to listen, you can find it on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, probably a bunch of other shit we don't know about. Not Spotify.
0: Not Spotify. Oh, we'll man. get there
1: for sure. We'll get there for sure. You like if of you're things. off Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. more that. The royalties aren't aren't good enough for us. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Uh but most of all, what are we hashtagging? Pushpaco? Well, hashtag pushpaco, hashtag bit of GPA. Definitely. And
0: what is the hashtag for Warrior Wrestling 7? Yeah. You just said it. Hashtag Warrior Wrestling 7. Yep.
1: All on all all WW7. No, no in there. You know, so this is a debate.
2: So the issue is Warrior Seven the word warrior has a thousand connotations yeah. so if you ha- if you hashtag that like it pulls up a lot of different stuff mm. so it's a little long but I think warrior wrestling 7 it's clean enough yeah WW7 you're like world war 7 what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't want to confuse people that way yeah,
1: yeah. alright I think that's it that's it thanks